Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast here with another whiskey short. In fact, it's a Christmas short. Uh, with me, as always, is Scott. Hey everybody. And we're going to bring in the holidays in that festive way. We all really, really like Christmas, especially Scott, who's a kind of a psycho about it. And um, <laughs> joining us, we have the Whiskey Pixie, Sue. Hello. And of course, Siobhan the Mayor. Hi. Yeah. And Scott's going to tell you what we're going to do today. Yeah. So every year we like to do a Christmas whiskey, something that reminds us of Christmas, hopefully the taste of it because we haven't tasted it yet. Yeah. So this year I chose the Nulu Toasted Maple Barrel Bourbon Christmas Eve Quick Taste. <laughs> whiskey short. So this is uh, from the Nulu Company. It's kind of interesting. Oh. Is a new brand, right? We've yes. been seeing dozens and dozens. One, if you listen to Doug's vault, you'll notice that the whiskey we chose second, I believe, or third. Uh, uh, I forget. Top top three. <laughs> top three. Yeah. Was a Nulu toasted. It was. it was the toasted barrel bourbon, which is the same that we have tonight, except this one was finished in maple syrup barrel. Right. So go ahead, Scott. Oh yeah. wait, real quick though, is yeah. Nulu the cousin of Cthulhu? Mm, oh, of like the horror author. Yes. Uh, the monster that cannot be. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, okay. It has nothing to do with Cthulhu oh, oh, and okay. and the the thing that should not be. What, it's, it's a Metallica it, song, right? Well, it, it is a Metallica song, but it is a mythical creature from um, H.P. Lovecraft. Yes, H.P. Lovecraft. Name. Thank yeah. you. No, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> oh my God. This is Christmas, Shabbat. <laughs> well, you never know. There's Krampus, you know. That's so. true. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> foreshadowing, actually. That just sounds sad. Like a fart at a funeral. Oh, my God. The seven degrees. The, of wait Christmas. a minute. So wait, is the fart the only thing that's sad at the funeral, oh. or is it, you know, the fact the that obvious. it's a funeral? Yes. What has happened already? It's been five minutes. <laughs> oh, we might God. need to cut that. No, 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 no. We're so fine. welcome to the whiskey tent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is uh, five paragraphs on the Nulu brand, and then we'll get to taste this, hopefully, extraordinary <laughs> And Nulu's like, I was just about to sponsor you guys, <laughs> and now, <laughs> thanks to Ed, I'm out. <laughs> okay, so this is from an article posted at whiskeynetwork.net uh, in February of 2021. The Nulu Quickstreet. The building on Baxter Avenue in Louisville, Kentucky, that now houses Prohibition Craft Spirits, a.k.a. PCS, creator of the Nulu brand, has previously housed everything from a drugstore, a bakery, a restaurant, and a nightclub during the last century and a half. The building's history actually reads like something out of a Prohibition bootlegger's diary, <laughs> complete with 100-year-old secret tunnels used for smuggling alcohol to the Ohio River, and even once, it is said, helping Al Capone escape the law. But as recently as 2015, the building story added a new bizarre chapter featuring fake financial books, identity theft, embezzling, illegal alcohol production, and thousands of gallons of spirits dumped in the alley behind the building. Was this made in Jersey? No. <laughs> 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 to be clear, though, this was a different company and owner who's now in jail. Oh, well. Yeah. As explained by a current PCS tour guide, ATF agents came through the door, took all the barrels into the back alley, broke them with hatchets, and dumped about 4,000 gallons. What was that? This was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. What okay. a just in Just right? in 2015. Oh. I was going to say, this, is this not in the Prohibition No, okay. no, this is recent. Wow. So, And he says it smelled like bourbon back there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was after that incident that Keith Hazelbaker took over, started a new company, paid off hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and bought the building outright. Their signature brand, Nulu, gets its name from the New Lou neighborhood adjacent to the distillery, which is short for New Louisville, and occupies the East Market mm. District of downtown. Oh, shit, that makes sense. I was wondering what the hell New Lou means. Yeah, then that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, it was like it, somebody's mother or something. <laughs> it's an area containing uh, art galleries, antique shops, and a growing number of upscale and restaurants. Me and meth. And, me <laughs> and, and meth labs. Jesus. <laughs> 
Uh, so what about those secret tunnels? Well, recently the PCS folks discovered one in their basement whose walls were riddled with bullet holes because, you know, prohibition, <laughs> that runs five blocks to what a century ago was Distillery Commons, one of the Louisville distilleries allowed to make medicinal alcohol during prohibition. They also found whiskey bottles from the era as well as a miner's lantern modified with a Model T headlight. Wow. Upstairs, though, at the new facility includes the Prohibition Bar, a restaurant, and event space where you can eat and partake of their distilled spirits, including small batch gin, vodka, rum, and tequila, as well as bourbons and rye, currently sourced from MGP while they wait for their own whiskey to turn at least five years old. So I was in the liquor store today and they legit had seven Nulu whiskeys yeah. on the shelves yeah. and three in like the secret cabinet where it's yeah, a lot yeah. more expensive. And Benash has like eight or ten. It's crazy. They're like putting out whiskey like mofos. Yeah. And a lot of toasted, <laughs> man. They love the toasted second yeah, barrel. They do. Is this a toasted? It is. So the category of this whiskey is, um, you have the, who has the bottle? You took it away from me. Did I take it away? Oh, it's right here. Nulu Toasted Bourbon Whiskey Finished in Maple Barrels. There you Experimental go. Finish Series. Yes. 750 milliliters. It's 118 proof. Barrels of straight bourbon whiskey are put into various wine, brandy, and specialty barrels for months at a time. We taste them diligently <laughs> to ensure the finish is heavily present. Mm. Mm. My okay. God, that was my original rap name. Heavily present? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I'm here and I'm heavy. I'm heavily <laughs> present. <laughs> heavy. heavy pee. Heavy pee. No, heavy pee. <laughs> the overweight lovers in the house. The overweight oh lovers God. in the house. Okay. Yeah, so this is 75% corn, 21% rye. Love it. 4% malted barley. Uh, the age statement is not on the bottle. However, scouring the internet, I was able to determine that it's between four and six years aged originally. Mm. Then it's one to four weeks in the toasted barrel, oh. and then an additional eight months in the maple barrels. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Only four weeks in the toasted. That's yeah. so interesting. I wonder why one to four. I guess depending on where in the Rick house they're storing it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The Rick James house? The Rick James Rick house. Rick James, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very special bottle. <laughs> the kind you don't drink it too quickly. Don't <laughs> never let your spirits down. Hey. Oh, nice. Why don't you take it in the back alley and smash it to bits? <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh, the price of this was uh, $85. So they're not giving it away. No. It's just a mere bag of shells. No. All right. So uh, the only thing we have to do is give it a sniff. We have these um, sitting in our neat glasses. Right. Oh, goodness. We have the cap on top and we're swirling it. Yep. Swirl. Once again, anybody who doesn't have a neat glass, please Swirl. run off to uh, neatglass.com and get yourself a set or six or a case. If you uh, put in whiskey tan on your first order, you will get 10%. Mm. Oh, no. This, it smells a little like paper. Uh, like a fresh opened pack of printer paper. Wow. That's a strange scent to me. I know what you're talking you about. Know what I mean? Almost like print paper from like grade school. Yeah. I, I get like very alcohol forward at it's first. It's very alcohol forward. And then there's something that's parfumy. Yep. And yep. oaky. That's when yep. I'm getting the oak and the perfume. Yeah, because I'm not yeah. really getting any maple scents off Correct. it, which is what no, I kind of was expecting. Yeah I was, yeah, I was looking for that. I mean, the paper you're smelling is the oak wood smell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, let's be honest, Agreed. paper is wood in a, in a finished form. So <laughs> True. It, it makes right. sense that you're getting some elements of fresh paper. I'm getting some fresh wood almost like when you walk in the in, morning. No, yeah, like, right. <laughs> not like, morning. Not yeah. right. Not, oh. not to be confused with my morning wood. <laughs> right. But um, Jesus fresh wood in the morning. <laughs> I'm getting Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ed, Ed Wood, the horror director. Interesting. Wow. Um, Fascinating. It's like when you walk into the like Lowe's or Home Depot in that lumber section, you get that, yeah, yeah. that really sweet smell of fresh wood. Yeah, so I'm trying to get past that and trying to get maybe some uh, like sweeter candy smells. Now 
I know. I'm still getting that perfumey. I can't get past that. I can't either. I don't yeah. know where that's coming from. Yeah. I, I mean, there so what is, would you call it? It's not uh, perfumey. It's it's maybe just the alcohol scent. I am just getting a very, very faint whiff of something sweet under I'm, all that wood. I think I'm done sniffing. I'm just ready. I'm going to okay. tell you right taste now that it. I definitely get a medicinal smell now. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, let's just taste it. Oh, so. Uh, let me okay. taste it first. With, without water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Without water. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's oaky, yeah. but I can taste the maple now. Wow. Yeah. Really tasty whiskey. It's a little drying, too. <laughs> it has like a tart, grapey taste. Burn. Yeah. Burn. Like, immediately. For, Lips, tongue, But for throat. 100, I'm actually really? the opposite. I think yeah. it's very smooth for 118. I think it's very smooth as well. Remember, for, it is 118, that. though. It's, yes. It's incredibly high proof. Right? Yeah. And for... Like, what? I think yeah. you're both right. For a delicate flower like Sue, 118 is a lot. A delicate flower. Well, wait a minute. You're both right. What's the proof? 118. 118. Oh, shh. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. So you're yeah. tasting exactly what you should taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Listen, my chest is warm as hell right now. Like it's there. Go ahead and lay on it, Sue. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You're right next to him. So you can't oh, let all that warmth escape. I'm getting a little like citrus, like oranginess <laughs> to head. it. I get that. I this get is that. really strong, though. Oh, my it is. God. This is strong. It's a very dense uh, oh, whiskey. Immediately uh, water. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, yeah. Sue. Oh, I didn't realize you didn't have any water. Oh, no. I yeah. don't know where it went. So now that I've yeah. tampered down some of the alcohol, I'm getting heavy maple. On the nose? On the nose. Okay, yeah. See, that's what I thought might happen. Oh, yeah. There it is. Water and swirl. You're getting more of the maple Swirl sweetness. waters. Oh, swirl water. Make my whiskey. Not but, as burning so I can taste it. I love how everybody's turning everything into a song. But that's what I do every day. Oh, yeah, I know. Every hour of yeah. every minute. This is why we brought extra crickets in for the episode. <laughs> yeah. We went to a temp and <laughs> They brought in like contractors. Because we have like three crickets who work full time. Yeah. We said they're like the aliens from Men in Black. Like, hey, how you doing, Javon? Hey, Good I, to see you guys. They're like in the break room having a coffee and a smoke. Smoking marble red. It reminds me, what's that movie? Men in Black. Yeah, so it's saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right. That's what we're saying. That's Sue's twenty seconds behind. Right. She's on a delay. <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry. I had Sue on delay. Sorry. <laughs> she was cursing so much earlier. Sue's like, hey, like Men in Black, right? <laughs> Have you guys seen that? I think Will Smith was in that, right? Yeah, I Will think Smith? so. Yeah. yeah, and Tommy Lee. Tommy Jones, Lee Jones. Yeah. 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 Mm. I'm sorry, my lips are just burning right now. So, <laughs> so with some water on it, I'm getting a distinct anise flavor mm -hmm. to it. Wow, there's so much complexity mm. here. This is probably something I would actually buy. Mm. I have to tell you, Siobhan, mm. I've had a couple of them. You might be have hard-pressed to choose which one to buy. Really? They have so many different versions. So many. And I haven't been disappointed yet. So I think we all need to go out and buy one and then different ones and then get together and have a Nulu episode. Well, oh, I have that. another suggestion. Okay. I'm still seeking that Whiskey Daddy that I mentioned in the uh, <laughs> Thomas H. Handy episode that has still not come through. Just so, put, well, remember, you're going to have to do a lot of handies if you want a Whiskey Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, that's a good episode to choose because there's going to be a lot of handies involved to be having a whiskey daddy. Right. So guys out there, if you're interested <laughs> in being Siobhan's whiskey daddy and getting right. a handy yeah. possibly yeah. from yeah. Siobhan, you can just wear send an email to yeah. whiskeytangent yeah. at gmail.com. You can wear a glove too. It doesn't matter. It's okay. right. yeah. Jesus. We're very surgical. I mean, there's COVID still around. That's right. A mask and a glove. Now we got monkey pox and shit. However, yeah. just be just M pox. Just be known. Me. Oh yeah, M pox. That there must be a Thomas H Handy in my immediate visual. Mm -hmm. So you know, like a one that I can a, touch right. and feel. That gets her. Uh, that gets her going. A handy for a handy. Is what we're there you that. go. Handy for a handy. <laughs> 
The Whiskey Tangent Podcast has been cited for human trafficking <laughs> allegations. <laughs> it's selling sex for whiskey. Oh, it's Jesus. rocking the podcast world. Oh, my rocking God. Rocking the podcast world. Here comes Ed wearing extender cuffs out into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Scott's already in Canada. We don't know how they got there. <laughs> no, he's in Brazil. Right. Yeah, I moved to Brazil. Right, and Siobhan has just disappeared into the Into the abyss. Right, and Sue was like. Sue oh, just went home because she was 20 seconds behind, right. so she didn't <laughs> know what yes. happened. Yeah, she right. never she heard it. the whole thing. all right so let's do the tasting notes so i couldn't find any tasting notes of this because it's kind of niche and uh the only one i could find was from eagle bonanza 01 on reddit (laughs) Eagle Bonanza. all right eagle go ahead tell us what you got bro so hopefully he's a listener and he'll be like yeah (laughs) uh so on the nose maple syrup baking spices oak and a bit of char you know Uh, so oak and char Mm because it was sue who said it tasted burnt yeah or smelled burnt palate uh, rich with white sugar sweetness, anise, oh, and some citrus. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And the finish, medium finish of glazed donut sweetness. All right, now it fell off the wagon. Okay, slow down. Slow <laughs> yeah, down. Oh, mm. I mean, I guess what he means is the sugary icing yeah. sweetness <laughs> that's on a donut. Comparable. No, I don't. I don't get it. No, I mean that's fine. I mean this is just some dude on Reddit. Yeah. We'll talk about Eagle something one hundred and one like that or whatever. <laughs> bonanza. <laughs> eagle we'll underscore e- bonanza. Don't talk about eagle bonanza like that. The man works hard. Try to taste Nulu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it's very good. It's, it's very good. It is a sweet finish, though. I, have to I say. mean, I keep putting more water in it, Same which is here. not my want to do usually, but there wasn't really much complexity when you drink it straight because it's a little bit too hot. Absolutely. Even, even at its one. I feel like there's no distinction yeah. to it when it's its regular self. I think you really need to add that water to Susan's it. Yeah. Pour, yeah. I really Susan's poured like a big gulp of water into her cup. <laughs> it literally <laughs> looks like she added more yeah, so liquor to it, but it's really it, just a so whole lot more water. It's got no it's, color. It looks like the champagne she has in front of her. It's so light now. So Siobhan, <laughs> yes. if you want to put ice, there's ice in that glass right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I might do that too. I did that too. Copycat. Mine's on ice right now because you know I love my whiskey cold. I'm just copying <laughs> Siobhan. Copying Siobhan. We're all wearing deer antlers right now because we're copying Siobhan. Oh yeah, you'll see that on Instagram. Yes. Hey, if I'm not in the spirit, I'm going to be fucking crying. So there you go. Oh my God. Right. That's so dark. <laughs> Right. Tune in next week for the heroin tangent when we. <laughs> well, black tar is so much better than white tar. Oh, my God. Siobhan and I are wearing flashing Christmas beads. And yes. if you want to find out how we earn them, oh. you got to get on. That's right. Yes, That's right. Spoiler alert there's two strands of beads, and there's Scott and me. Yeah. Emphasis on flashing. Mm. <laughs> All right, so some of the other Nulu whiskeys that I said that I saw and that we were talking about. So they have a a regular bourbon. They have a toasted bourbon. They have a rye. They have a toasted rye, a sherry apple brandy barrel bourbon, a tawny port barrel bourbon, a honey barrel bourbon, a toasted French oak staves bourbon, and a cognac rye. So next Christmas, you're going to have all these. We're going to have all of them. And we're going to just taste it. Because you can buy them throughout the year. Yeah, so in the summer, maybe we'll do a Nulu episode, as Ed suggested earlier. Yeah, great. Christmas in July. (gasps) Oh, good. Yeah. Do I like it? Yes. Now See? you're thinking. Now you're yes. thinking. Uh, yes. All right. So since this is Christmas, so this is Christmas. What have, I, you, done? have you done? What have you done? What have I done? And what I did is there are traditions that we all do around the holidays, yeah. right, for Christmas. Right. And mm-hmm. some of them might be a little weird. Filling up my stocking my own way. So um, similar to the Halloween episode. <laughs> very stiff stockings. <laughs> I, <laughs> Breastfeeding someone's face. <laughs> Giving out chloroform soaked rags to the ladies I like. <laughs> wow. 
fuck, fuck mistletoe. Wow. Does it smell like chloroform to you? Back to human trafficking. <laughs> quickly, does it smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> <laughs> smell this for me quickly. Oh, let, me, let me smell oh, wait, ah. wait, come here under the mistletoe real quick. Oh, does this have an odor? Welcome to Malaysia. Get off the plane. Oh, go, go start making iPhones. <laughs> go start making <laughs> My hands aren't tiny enough. Oh, that's true. Mm. Wow. <laughs> All right, so anyway, similar to the Halloween episodes that we did okay. in the past in top 10 list awesome. of awful tasting drinks that people make from around the world. Oh, no. I, once again, scoured the internet <laughs> and discovered all of the weird traditions that people do <laughs> at Christmas around the world. Uh-oh. Number 10. Ho, 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 ho. From Austria, beware the Krampus. 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 So some people might know already the Krampus. Um, so as if the threat of missing out on presents wasn't bad enough, kids in Austria who end up on the naughty list also have to worry about Krampus, a horned, hairy beast who serves as Santa's enforcer. Mm-hmm. I'm half Austrian. Are you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, you should pay attention. American yeah. kids just get cold, but watch what European kids get. That's why they're tough. I know. Than us. Yeah, they are tougher than this us. It's going to be a little upsetting. While Jolly St. Nick bestows gifts on the good children, the evil Krampus kidnaps the bad boys and girls <laughs> in a potato sack, drags them away to a remote location and eats them. Yum! <laughs> oh, I thought you'd just beat him with a stick. No. Oh, no, he eats them, bro. Yeah. Oh. Furthermore, in a tradition dating back hundreds of years, many towns in Austria and neighboring countries as well, especially the Alpine villages, celebrate Krampusnacht on December 5th when dozens of men dress as half-goat, half-demons and terrorize the local children by parading through the streets brandishing sticks. Thank you. There's the something sticks, about right? And you know what it is, too? You know I, what? They're not wearing, like, stilts. They're wearing heels. <laughs> You know they're wearing like right. platform heels. So it's like transvestite, <laughs> half goat, it's, half demon. It's like a transvestite Australian kiss concert. <laughs> yes. That is so awesome. That is got to be awesome. Oh, Sue's in. I'm so in. That beats sitting on Santa's lap. Like, I mean, wow. Oh, yeah. Number nine. <laughs> Uh, in Japan, Kentucky Fried Christmas. Oh, yeah. So, in the greatest Christmas marketing triumph since Coca-Cola popularized the jolly red-suited Santa Claus we all know and love, a ridiculously successful KFC ad campaign during the 1970s in Japan established the tradition of families tucking into buckets of fried chicken on December 25th. Oh, wow. With only 1% of the Japanese people practicing Christianity, Christmas itself isn't huge in the country. Oh, okay. But the holiday-themed chicken dinner known as Kuriyasimusu Niwa Kentuckiai or Kentucky for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> has become so popular that restaurant reservations and delivery orders have to be placed months in advance. Oh my God. Or else you'll be forced to stand in line for up to two hours to get your finger licking good food. Holy which food. originally meant a meal consisting of fried chicken and wine for $10, but these days includes cake and champagne and costs roughly $40. Wow. So it's a fried chicken dinner, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. For that $40. That's so <laughs> funny. Like just from an advert. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, they, they plan their whole lives around it. Well, you know, that kind of like goes back to that Hershey commercial mm. with the bells and they changed it one year and everybody was in an uproar. <laughs> so they had to bring the original one back. Jesus. Like, oh my God. I know. People like but their traditions. We love their traditions, Jesus. yeah. Isn't it all about? It is. That's all it's yes. about. Right. Also human trafficking. That's <laughs> called liquor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> From Ukraine, spider web tinsel. Mm, no. Who needs <laughs> Who needs
needs tinsel when you can cover your Christmas tree with spider webs. Oh my God, stop. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. In Ukraine, Christmas trees are often covered in spider webs in honor of an ancient legend about a poor family who had grown a Christmas tree from a pine cone, but the family was so poor that they couldn't afford any decorations. Fortunately, though, benevolent spiders who were just passing by <laughs> took pity on the family and spun webs of glistening silk around the tree's branches. Just passing by. But they had feelings. They did. And they felt sad. If you step on them, they don't. I, I, God. <laughs> They stop feeling pretty quickly. Immediately. So anyway, on Christmas Day, Easter egg magically turned into silver and gold, making the family extremely rich. So today, Ukrainians dress up their trees with fake spider webs and spider ornaments to symbolize good luck and prosperity in the new year. That that doesn't exist. Guys, I'm here to tell you that they're spiders and you should get some balls and lights to put on your Christmas trees. So stop. It's the whole thing where everything's really I'll, bad and people put a spin on it, but that's good luck. All right, listen. It's good. Right. Ukraine's yeah, in the middle of a no. war right now. They don't have time to worry about <laughs> Christmas tree advice right now. Yeah, they don't have lights, Siobhan. Right. They don't have electricity right now. <laughs> most, <laughs> most of Ukraine, most of Ukraine, they have to go into the woods but and like decorate the tree I'm there. I'm not laughing Because they don't them. have homes. I'm laughing at how idiot-like I sound. That's not, see, I said <laughs> idiot-like. That's not even a fucking word. Okay? Idiot-like? That's I sound word. really idiot-like right idiot-like, now. Like, like, I'm laughing I'm like, telling them that their tradition is shit. Meanwhile, they're going through hell right now. What the fuck is wrong with me? Because you're idiot light. Not a full idiot, but like a light <laughs> you're idiot. You're like a natty light. light. <laughs> natty light. <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> From South Africa, fried caterpillars. So when you think of Christmas food, mince pies and turkey are often high on the list. But in South Africa, local children look forward to eating festive fried caterpillars. I'm embarrassed for my people. Do they? I'm embarrassed. According to this obscure website that I found on the internet, yes. <laughs> but these caterpillars aren't just any run-of-the-mill variety, okay. mind you. Right. They're the pine tree emperor moth a.k.a. the Christmas caterpillar, communities across the country have festivals where they serve the caterpillars to people young and old. And apparently the biggest problem is keeping enough in stock to feed everyone. And many places end up running out of the caterpillars on Christmas Day. And here's what they look like. Oh my God. Uh, Oh, oh, they're green and red. Christmas caterpillar. They are green and red. Yeah. All right. I'm here to tell everybody right now. Okay. (laughs) Siobhan has a problem. Siobhan has a problem with the rest of the world. Look, so you guys need to stop with these silly ass traditions. Look at what we do. All right. Wow. Sue is blaming the caterpillar, saying you're just asking for it being all green and red. (laughs) Did you have to wear that? Our traditions. (laughs) Right. Our traditions are a collective of all the immigrants that have come here. They're yes. from Germany. They're from France. They're from England. Yes. They're from yes. He's pulling so, the immigrants. So I'm just car. saying, like, it's not like, like, it's ah! not. Where did that come? From? Immigrant song. Uh, oh Ooh. yeah. Sorry, Ed. No, no, that was fully enjoyable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't sound like it, sir. I I don't think you think it was. That was fully enjoyable. I I, I think that's fake news, what you just said. (laughs) Number six. (laughs) Sweden, Donald Duck TV. Every year at 3 p.m. on Christmas Eve, an estimated half of Sweden sits down to watch a Walt Disney TV special from 1958. Known in Swedish as, <laughs> I'm going to try to pronounce this, Kale Anka Okans Vanner Onskar Gajul. Where's Anders when you need him? Exactly. Yeah. 
He would pronounce it perfectly. The title translates to Donald Duck and his friends wish you a Merry Christmas. Since it first aired, the show has been rebroadcast without commercial interruption at the same time every December 24th on TV One, Sweden's main public television channel. Not only is it one of the three most popular TV events every year in Sweden, lines of the cartoon's dialogue have become commonplace in Swedish conversation. That's so sad. No, but look at that. Everybody watches the Rudolph. Yeah, you're right. Rain yeah. Yeah. Are alive. Right. Too. Yeah. So it's yeah. maybe sort of the same thing as yeah. that. But why okay. don't we have it too? We started it. We did. So where I, is it? I, I it just didn't Where catch is on. it? Random belligerence. Why don't we get to watch Donald Duck on Christmas 2 edition? Oh wow. 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 Number five. Ho 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 from Italy, the wine-drinking witch. Okay, that uh, sounds like something I'm down with. Oh my with. god, it's Sue. <laughs> hey! Well, okay, except, that's except, me. Except I'm, in, America, I'm intrigued. Sue and I are one and the same, right. apparently. Yeah, yeah. Except it's Sue the, and Siobhan, the wine-drinking except witches. Except we spell with a B in America, but go ahead. <gasps> wow. <laughs> the bine-drinking witch? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. What's Okay, so a big part of Christmas in Italy is a tradition celebrating a figure of lore called La Befana, an old witch who drinks wine. And no, I'm not talking about that alcoholic aunt from the bad side of the family who spills dark family secrets after downing a bottle of Chianti. You know, your Uncle Gerald was gay. (laughs) You know, your grandfather was in a Ku Klux Klan. You know, you weren't born premature. Your dad and I eloped. We couldn't <laughs> circumcise you because your penis was too small. You, you know? know, you know, before you actually came along, your mom had four abortions. <laughs> oh my God, this got so dark. All right, so you see, 12 days after Santa's visit on the eve of the Epiphany on January 5th, families across Italy leave out a glass of vino and a plate of sausages and broccoli for the witch, a wizened woman in patched skirt and an old shawl with scraggly hair, and who, much like Santa, pops down the chimney on her broomstick. According to folklore, she ignored an invitation from the three wise men to witness the birth of Christ, and then was so devastated about missing it, she spends every Christmas time flying around the country searching for baby Jesus and doling out presents to good kids and coal to naughty ones. But you know what? That bitch is in for a surprise because Jesus wasn't born in the wintertime. He was born in a summer. And he wasn't born in Italy either. (laughs) It sounds to me like... She's in the wrong country. It sounds to me like women's lib taking a wrong turn. (laughs) Women's lib? The Equal Rights Amendment again. (laughs) Oh, this stuff. Number four. in Guatemala, garbage oh, fires. Jesus I want to point out that the Nulu's half drank already, but go ahead. Wow. <laughs> well, good. What better way to get into a celebratory mood around Christmas than to collect garbage from your property, combine it with all of your neighbor's trash, and then set the giant pile on fire? Just think of the festive holiday smells. Oh. But every December 7th, beginning at 6 p.m. sharp, that's exactly what they do in Guatemala. How drunk must they be when they do that? Yeah. Like, I as mean, long I, as I would have to be shit-faced. Dr- <laughs> drunker than we are right now. Right. All right, so in an effort to get rid of evil spirits and demons, Uh locals collect their garbage into massive heaps in the street, which is crowned with an effigy of the devil and set on fire. Then, with the intoxicating smell of landfill wafting through the air, the Christmas celebration can truly begin. Wow, that is so odd. Isn't it weird? That really is. But, you know, I understand the symbolism of it all. That really gets me into the Christmas spirit. So just picture all the Guatemalans (laughs) around the dumpster. (laughs) It's like somehow becomes Whoville. What if, like, we find out later they just it's they're singing holly like the uh, jolly Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> and in just... case you didn't burn, <laughs> oh, <laughs> number three. <laughs> 
from Iceland, the Yule Lads. Mm. What's up with fucking Iceland? Yeah. yeah. Why isn't Jeff here? Yeah, Are Jeff they here? the Yule Lads? It's like a gang? Oh, uh, well, wait to hear this one. Oh, okay. Icelandic kids got it good. Okay. Not only do they get Santa Claus visiting them on Christmas Eve, they also get 13 mischievous trolls who roam the country in the two weeks leading up to Christmas. Sort of like oh. Snow White's seven dwarves, each of the 13 Jolsvinar. Give out hand jobs to all. Oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> bad. Cut. We have to cut that out. <laughs> Why? It's not my tradition. It's Iceland, Jeez, Siobhan. No, what do I have to do with it? I'll just beep it. Uh, reverse it. <laughs> you just, uh, <laughs> sort of like Snow White's Seven Dwarves, each of the 13 Jolsvinar, or Yule Lads, has his own personality, including the doorway sniffer, the spoon <laughs> licker, the panty the, sniffer, <laughs> the sausage swiper, the candle stealer, the curd gobbler, and the ever-creepy window peeper. Dasher and dancer <laughs> Yeah. No finger in yeah. Yeah. I am speechless yeah. right now. Yeah. Each one takes turns visiting children who have left yeah. their shoes by their bedroom window, dropping off presents for the good kids and rotting potatoes for, for the, the bad, bad kids. Yeah. Ah, rotting potatoes. Wow, that's got so there wow. just for a little bit not me yeah. no oh just, no you were there for a little bit yeah. Yeah. well this is what we employ you for scott <laughs> to edit all this out right, yes. right to keep me out of prison <laughs> number two <laughs> from estonia christmas sauna so, rather than perpetuating the boring old tradition of gathering around the Christmas tree in the living room to open presents, people in Estonia instead get naked and head for the sauna to engage in a cleansing sweat to help purify bad blood and remove evil spirits from their homes. Yeah, me and Siobhan do that in the shower later for sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> while, like for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I didn't ask Siobhan, but for sure. <laughs> sure. Right. But while people can and do take saunas at other times of the year, the Christmas sauna is particularly special uh-huh. because they involve your extended family too. Parents, grandparents, aunts, (laughs) uncles, brothers, sisters, and cousins. I mean, there's really nothing quite like getting naked with Meemaw in a sauna on Christmas to get into the holiday spirit. Am I right? Jesus. Me, exactly. Sue, and Siobhan are going to try it in the shower for a minute. All right, I'll take pictures. No. Well, just from from the head up. Is okay. After I've had too much to drink or before? No, no. no well, way definitely after. after. Way, way after. after. After you've had four more drinks in chloroform. In chloroform. From the head up. Number one. <laughs> All right. So the number one weirdest tradition in the world for Christmas is from Spain. The pooper and the pooping log. Oh, my oh, God. What? Oh, my Come God. On. Why does it have to involve shit? For some inexplicable reason, people in the Catalonia region of Spain observe not one, but two poo-based Christmas traditions that will put a smile on your feces. I mean, faces. (laughs) All right. So the first one is called the pooper. El Caganer, a figurine of a pantless peasant, posed as if he were in the middle of um laying a cable, which people hide inside elaborate nativity scenes alongside the baby Jesus, oh my God. Mary, and Joseph. You see, in the 19th century, people believed that these deposits symbolically fertilized the ground of the nativity scenes, which ensured not only that there would be a nativity scene next year, but also bring good luck and joy in the year to come. Today, the tradition continues with Christmas stores selling traditional figurines alongside new versions that feature famous faces such as soccer players, rock stars, stars and even Barack Obama taking yeah. a dump in the nativity scene yes yeah wow 
Yeah, it's, I would love because it's, it's, a, it's a positive. Can I symbolism, get one with right? my face on it because I'm all in on that. You could go Maybe. over there first. Yeah, to where Spain, Catalonia region of Spain. Oh, okay. Well. Okay, so the second one. Okay. And there's a song that goes with this. Oh, can you sing it for us? Please? Yes. It's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That's oh, what Scott would sing. No, he hates that song. No, I hate that song. That's what I'm saying. It'll be the pooping song. Okay, that'll be the pooping song. Okay, so the pooping log, El Caga Tio, which is basically a small log with a smiling face covered in a tiny blanket that lives on the dinner table in December. Children are instructed okay. to feed it every day with nuts and sweets and take care of it if they want him to bear presents on Christmas. But in order for the log to produce these presents, the children must beat the log with a wooden <laughs> stick and sing to him, ordering him to poop out their gifts. A common version of the song goes like this. Oh, log of Christmas, poop us some hazelnuts and poop wow. us some cheese, pee white wine. <laughs> but don't poop herrings. They are too salty. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. Poop, log, poop. Wow. wow. <laughs> However, before hitting the log, the kids are told to go into another room and pray for the gifts, whereupon the parents sneak small presents ah. under the blanket and reveal them one by one when the kids return. You know, this sounds a lot like Mr. Hanky to me. You know, I will never Mr. criticize. Mr. Hanky the Christmas. All right, so, so for the two people still with us. That yes. was so <laughs> So that's the top 10 weirdest Christmas traditions. I will traditions never criticize in, any American In the traditions. world. I'm shocked that U.S. didn't. Well, no, I didn't do anything from the U.S. So because I would save them for another uh, oh, Christmas Eve, okay, uh, two or three I'm years like, down the road. Not for anything. We're pretty weird. Oh, we got some weird stuff too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Probably just in this room. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, yeah. Right. I mean, Ed's already had his pants off. <laughs> He's right. chloroforming people. Hanging my stocking. Is it stiff? <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, wow. I think that's it. Ed, take us out. So listen, for those of you who love whiskey like we do, and you're looking for something different this holiday, uh, the Nulu brand has come out with a lot of great stuff. We enjoyed our toasted bourbon whiskey finished in maple barrels today. Yeah, the more I drink it, the more I like it. Yeah, like it's I, getting I better mean, and better. We literally, the four of us have killed half the bottle already. And not much chance the bottle's making it out of the night. Oh my God, no. Else, in case you haven't figured out, we don't stop when the recording stops. <laughs> no. But anyway, go out there, try some Nulu if you can get it. But drink responsibly, of course. You know, of course. sleep on your side so you don't choke on your vomit, all that good stuff. <laughs> so for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm Sue. And I'm Siobhan. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays.